Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I know that on this Meet the Team series we've conducted quite a few interviews with the artists, but we haven't really touched level design quite yet. Well, that changes today. On this episode of the podcast, we got Thorvald, our level designer. He takes us through what the philosophy behind Ember Sword is, how he envisions using level design to enhance the world of the game, if you will. And then, as always, we get into his fun gaming history. That includes a very particular game series that I am very fond of, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, like I mentioned, we're here with, I do hope I'm not butchering your name, Vale? How, does he, how do you pronounce it? Vala. Vala, okay, well, Te- you can... Technically, it's not my real name. I know, I know, it's... but you can, you can give it in a second. We're starting with the name that everybody has seen you on the Discord, if you've uh, engaged in the conversation. But uh, for the record, and to just get this ball rolling, tell us who you are, what your position is with an Ember Sword, and then we're going to move into your background, professional background, and how you got to work with us. Sure. Um, my name is Told. Uh, I am a level and world designer um, on Embersword um, and have been since April, I believe. Um, it's My background is actually mostly on the art side of games. Um, I used to study digital art, uh, 3D, and uh, a little bit of uh, pixel art, and then I moved on to uh, more, well, uh, the design aspect uh, when I realized I was a garbage artist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And, uh, well, it turns out uh, I ended up doing art anyway uh, because I started my own company um, December 17, uh, I believe, um, where I, I was the elite artist and designer. And ended up just forcing myself to to learn how to how to do at least halfway decent art. So so. Yeah. What drew you to start studying art? Well, in the beginning, like when I was when I was seven, uh, when I turned seventeen, I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to do. Um, like I I started high high school and then, um, I dropped out because I I couldn't see where I was heading. Um, and so I decided to, to take a step back and, and, and work, um, and, and just earn some money, see, see what the world had to offer. And I started working as a, as a poster designer, um, with, uh, within Photoshop, just doing digital art. And then, um, realized that, uh, that I could actually work on games and that was an actual option for me um and so i moved to to jutland where um where i i I started college and that was in in web design and and game art oh sweet and then one thing led to another and sort of here you are so how did um you know doing all that art stuff lead to you coming to work on ember sword um so with the company I, 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 I had, right, we, we were part of this incubator, um, which uh, Suna uh, talk, taught at for, for a while. And I never took any of the classes uh, that, that Suna taught, but, uh, but, we, but we had been talking for a while and, and, I, and we shared some ideas and then 
at some point he he was having he was doing a talk on on, on the blockchain stuff of Embersword and and I was having a talk right after him um, talking about uh, uh, innovation and, and and startups and that sort of stuff and then that uh, sort of just led to led to us being like a bit closer con- in in contact we met each other at some of the different uh, startup events and uh, in the meantime Alan which you which is our um, one of our producers um, he he sort of followed what I would what I would I had been doing and then when when we got to April this last year um, or I no not last year this year um, he he asked if I if I could help uh, do some do some level design for Embersword and I was like, sure, why not? And that's sort of how I ended up here. Sweet. So in your capacity as the level designer, what is your vision of Ember Sword? I mean, I'm a huge, or I was a huge MMO nut for like most of my life. Um, I'd been playing... Uh, World of Warcraft. I've been playing uh, Dofus and, and Wakfu for many years, um, and those games you all usually always have like a lot of super exciting and vibrant and and, and, and fun worlds and fun places to visit and fun and, and interesting secrets uh, hidden and. And like that's that's what I wanted uh, to make at some point in my life, and Ember Sword sort of gave me that opportunity to to sort of see where my imagination could take me, and and thus like my vision is is to create a world that feels natural, feels lived in, and and really expresses uh, expresses a, a living and breathing story, and. Uh, people want to or can imagine themselves living in that's that's my dream that's awesome actually because i've talked to some people on the team and they've expressed uh sort of the the same point of view that they want the world to be as dynamic as possible uh which i find to be very commendable considering we are essentially following the path of companies that have tried to do the same and have sort of fallen off the wagon uh, my analogy would be something among the lines of Fallout after Bethesda <laughs> started working on Fallout, <laughs> where it hit very, very high highs with um, Obsidian working on it, where they achieved something that is very in line with what you just said, right? A vibrant world that feels lived in, that is just fantastic to explore. Those are some of my favorite games, right? Where you can just pick a direction and go in it and just find interesting things. And then, you know, we have Fallout 4, <laughs> which, uh, oh boy, has a hard cutoff point where that just stops being magical. For me, it was 48 hours. Uh, but yeah, just, just you know, making parallels here between uh, games that have succeeded, have not succeeded in that venture, and us. And we are, we're in an interesting spot, aren't we? Spart? Christ, I, I turned Irish there for a second. Interesting spot. <laughs> Uh, where we are striving to accomplish this with sort of limited resources. So how do you, with that in mind, how do you 
pursue that vision with the resources we have available and our capacity as, you know, uh, a studio with limited resources. I mean, um, when we worked on the on the demo, which I was uh, hired for initially, mm-hmm. what we what, what I was told was um, we have these assets and uh, you can do what the, with them what you want. And that's sort of what I did. So, um, with only so many so, so many assets and so much to work with, um, you have to be super creative, and you have to uh, put things that look uh, a certain way. Uh, just to- sort of throw things together, see, okay, this could, when viewed from this angle, look sort of like a tube or sort of like a like a mountain ridge or that t- that type of stuff, right? And so you can, and so by scaling and twisting and and and, and, um, and rotating, you sort of end up uh, being able to make pretty unique and pretty crazy things with very little uh, to work with. Um, like we did a, like we did a, a, a forest. Um, where I made this sort of like I called it a spirit tree basically, but it was like this huge like this regular tree which I just scaled up to like three times, four times the size, and then I added and then I added small uh, small things to it, uh, like um, I I added some some rocks to this uh, like to the side of the tree and it sort of. Um, added some like uh, got to split up some of the other models which had like different types of mushrooms and so I added some of that stuff to look at make it more look a little bit more magical and um, and then some wear and tear by placing some swords in it um, that type of stuff yeah just sort of make shit up as you go and then at some point see if it looks fun uh, and yeah that is yeah that's great i mean i i feel like we are uh i apologize to anybody who's listening who is um you know learning too much about how the the cookie crumbles how how (laughs) the sauce is made as it were but this is what the podcast is for everybody give you a glimpse behind the curtain whether you want it or not um so (laughs) I mean, I mean, sure, sure, it may it may ruin some of the mystery and and, and, <laughs> and maybe uh, make it uh, sound a little less magical than it actually is. But I mean, half of the time when you do game development in in the early stages, it's it's taping things together uh, and uh, fake it till you make it, and then uh, once uh, once the the artists get to catch up, because I mean, their work just takes longer than than a lot of other people's work. Um, you can start. You can start uh, adding adding more more of the of the new exciting artwork. You can start uh, exchanging some of what uh, may have looked like pretty cool, but not really finished, uh, and change it into something that looks like polished and, and super exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Even having said all of that, the demos that we get on a frequent basis uh, to test internally all look like stupendously good. Yeah, so we have we, we have yeah. really good artists. Oh yeah, hell yeah, we do. <laughs> so we are well on our way to to making your vision a reality. So speaking of your vision, uh, this is my 
essentially favorite part of any Meet the Team podcast, uh, where we get to peel the curtain on you as a person and, you know, find out a bit more about what your your personal gaming life is, because, you know, that's what the people are here for. So with that in mind, here we go with the freeballing. What are your top five favorite games in no particular order? Yeah, um, I've been thinking about this uh, for a little while, uh, and by listening to some of the some of the other uh, podcasts as well, and I and I and I'd say I think my I think my app my favorite games are probably uh, the Fire Emblem series. Oh um, wow! Holy shit! And nice. Kingdom Hearts and Persona. Oh um, my god, dude! I could talk about Persona for hours. <laughs> And then I'd definitely say Dofus, which I know probably a lot of people don't know, but it I is don't. What is a, it? It's a French MMO. It's uh, oh. it's pretty old. It's an incredible game. It's probably I would say the MMO with the best fights I have ever played in any game whatsoever. Like strategically, uh, it is impeccable. Um, it's a turn-based uh, tile, like. Uh, tile-based uh, MMO. Uh, sort of imagine Fire Emblem, but if it was an MMO and with uh, cute Toonsy characters. <laughs> so Fire Emblem essentially. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's like, it's it's really good. I Like, that was my version of World of Warcraft, pretty much. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was that expansive? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big game pretty big franchise in in in, in france actually um but um but it, it sort of just never really made it made it out of of uh of that small niche community for some reason and i don't really know why uh, it might be because it's 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 turn-based and and mmo and turn-based looks or it sounds weird um but it's it's a game where you also don't have the limitation like the server limitations because it's turn-based right so you can so, so you end up being able to play with people from like actually being able to play with people from around the globe and like i made, made a ton of friends from from the u.s and, and and from asia and all types of places where I, like i never thought i would meet people and i even visited i even visited one of them in san francisco when i was oh, here seriously? There, awesome yeah last year it's last year pretty cool yeah sweet mm-hmm. it, it does sound like it it would foster a very tight-knit community i mean that's i yeah. guess the upside of not having way too many players right is that exactly. everybody knows each other and it's all comfy yeah. um just just to get my fanboy out of the way um how <laughs> how many persona games have you played um i i played from three and onwards um that is the correct answer <laughs> I don't think I was old enough to to actually have like to have the, have the chance to actually get acquainted with the other games like the two the two first games but um, but when I when I started playing three um, on the PSP oh that, yes. like I was fucking hooked I <laughs> I remember I had a like uh, and I think I still I like I still have and use that. Uh, um, that sound setup where I just like it I have these these big really big speakers and I plug the the jack stick into the into the PSP and then just <laughs> blast the music yes like 
just the the the, the hip hop vibes that come like when you're walking around the school area just that shit bangs <laughs> it is insane <laughs> it's so awesome the music in persona is some of the best in gaming like without it's it so though. wild i love that here comes the, the tough question which is your favorite persona then mm, that's hard um i think gameplay wise i'd probably have to say five uh yeah that's fair just because it's like it's just so polished like you can't there's nothing to complain about it's just it's so fun it's so easy uh and it's so clean Yes, um, but story-wise, I think I prefer the third game. Uh, just I just because I like I, I think the characters uh, were were more fun. They're more my type of characters, and and I and I just enjoyed the the music more. Like I yeah. like the jazz, um, but yes. the hip hop that was in three was just more my style. It's, it, it is truly fantastic. Most people forget just how special Persona 3 is. Yeah, and definitely. that it, it um, created the template for the other games to follow. Yeah. And it it was so insanely complex and gut-wrenching and just heartwarming and everything that you've come to learn for to know about Persona. All of that got started there. And... <laughs> Weirdly, its story is followed up in the fighting game, which not many people played and has a phenomenal <laughs> story. <laughs> I haven't played that much of it. I, I, t- I, I, I did play it a little bit, um, but uh, but yeah, I just sucked too much at fighting games to actually play through it. <laughs> That's why there's the single button combo, baby! That's what I did! <laughs> I never, I'm only good at, semi-good at Mortal Kombat with one character, and that's fine for me. <laughs> Yeah, I even bought uh, Dragon Ball Fighters not too long ago because I started watching uh, Dragon Ball Super, uh-huh. and oh boy, that game is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I've seen twenty minutes of Evo of that game, and I have gotten Carpal Tunnel just by like proxy. It's it's terrifying <laughs> to look. Yeah, at. Yeah, I mean, I watched some videos trying to explain some com like the basic combos, and I was like, <laughs> I don't. How do you do this? <laughs> I can't even make a chorus circle without fucking oh up. <laughs> so uh, th- this sort of turned into Persona is the best, but uh, I guess moving on. <laughs> what is your longest gaming session that you can recall? I'd say probably 30, 40 hours. Um, yeah. Playing like what? I- Diablo 3, I think. Yeah. Diablo 3. Oh my yeah, god. On on launch. Uh me and You the, were the one person who got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh it was a funny story actually. Um so it was in the middle of exams uh and me and uh, a friend of mine uh we we were um we were having an an exam that exact day. Uh, and and we decided to meet up with some other friends, um, and they were just like they were a class below us, um, and so they had school the entire day, and my job was basically since I was the first one that was up, I had to uh, ace my exam and then uh, run back uh, home to <laughs> to the other guy's place and then set up all the computers, install Diablo three, get everything ready, so as soon as everyone came back, we would be set, uh, but. Turns out everyone except uh, except 
uh, two of us had uh, gotten Diablo before time, uh, oh, but we were still waiting that day. And for some reason, the mail just came super late, like four four p.m., which d- doesn't make sense. Like, why would it come that late? And then we got two deluxe de- deluxe edition copies, which we hadn't ordered. <laughs> Uh, but why not? Sure, we'll take why not? it. Yeah. <laughs> and we were, we were not seen for like two, three days. Oh my basically. god! Did you like sleep at all? Like for those, like the first two days, we probably didn't sleep. Oh my god! Uh, but uh, but yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't like. I, I had a couple like. Uh, land party uh, things where where we'd stay up for like 20 some hours but uh but i think that's definitely probably my longest uh my longest gaming session dude that's awesome that parallels mine in a sense because i also my mine is i think a land party as well it's iffy on whether it was the launch of fallout new vegas or a land party i went to but uh we we arrived at a friend's villa with all our pcs we set them up and then the worst fog of all time, like Silent Hill tier fog, enveloped <laughs> the house, and we just lost track of time completely for like I believe half a week. That's and pretty just, magical. Yeah, <laughs> after the second day, we were like of Diablo, Counter Strike, and Borderlands. We were just on another plane of existence. It was nuts. <laughs> so, uh, in sort of following up on that, uh, what is your fondest gaming memory? Does it have to do with a LAN party or something else? Okay, so I'm like a, a huge card game nerd. Like mm-hmm. I I've always played a lot of card games uh, my entire life. Uh, and uh, me and a group of friends um, we decided to to sort of meet up. Like half of them we uh, we'd never met in real life, and and we we rented a. A summer house and there was no internet or anything um, so we we brought our, our laptops with uh, with like War, uh, Warcraft 3 and in age of mythology installed uh, with mods and stuff but then also but then uh, some of us also brought uh, magic cards and and we decided to introduce everyone to to magic and that it sort of turned out to being like most of most of an entire week just playing magic and that was like in a summer house where like with no adults no nothing it was perfect like that is definitely my my fondest gaming memory oh that sounds so magical that's the Uh i see what you did there (laughs) (laughs) completely unintentional trust me i'm not smart enough to make that pun but yeah the i i heavily romanticized just gathering together with friends and gaming hard and i'm happy that some form of tabletop has representation on the podcast now officially beyond my occasional D tangents i guess yeah uh, but it's it's near near to my heart just just sitting down with friends and in person playing whatever yeah. is a fantastic experience exactly i think that's why i lately haven't played that many video games like i've i've sort of transitioned into being more of a a board game player or, or or just purely doing card games just because i miss the whole physical aspect uh which we had when we were kids but sort of lost throughout the years playing online it's it's great that it has it's having a resurgence and it's 
awesome that you know a lot of people are embracing it as as heavily as they are that's it's yeah. a fantastic feeling that yeah. that is a, a very very positive note to end on actually <laughs> Get, fill the people with hope uh so thank you for participating thank you for taking the time to peel back the curtain on on your job on who you are what your interests are hopefully the people will have uh, as good of a time as i did and yeah, yeah thank you yeah it was fun hey you you made it to the end congratulations that must mean you like us enough to want more right well, good news! We're all over the internet! Go to embersword.com and subscribe to our newsletter for a chance to play the game early, as well as the latest interesting tidbits on the game and the team. Join our lovely Discord community over at discord.gg embersword. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at PlayEmbersword for regular updates on what we're up to. And remember the basics. Drink water, be kind to each other, and spread the word about Embersword.